0: This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. You can follow the show at Winning Cures. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Everything, Or just check out winningcureseverything.com. Type it in your browser. Check that thing out. It's got everything you need to know about us. Uh, the rundown for today's show, we're talking about National Signing Day. And we're talking college basketball picks. Short show. Got a lot to do today. I'm running in here late I apologize for that. I didn't have a whole lot of time to discuss all of the major topics, but we will be back tomorrow. We should have a little more time tomorrow, so let's uh, let's go on and dive in. The show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They've got six incredible sports books. You can go check out those and more information about them over at TunicaTravel.com. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on the uh, podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite podcast app is. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. Leave some comments. Share the show out. Tell your buddies about us. Let's jump in. Let's talk about the 2019 football recruiting rankings. And I believe that this is final as of 4-15 on February the 6th on Wednesday. Alabama is number one number two, Georgia, number three, Texas, number four, Texas A&M, number five, LSU, number six, Oklahoma, number seven, Oregon, eight, Michigan, number nine, Florida, number ten, Clemson. Clemson with only one five-star, only 12 four-stars. They got 15 three-stars. This is what they do every year, which makes what Dabo is doing even more incredible, right? They develop their players probably better than anybody in the country. It's unbelievable what they do. Uh let's see. The SEC, one, two, three, four, five out of the top ten, and then Auburn, Tennessee, uh sitting at eleven and twelve. So, you know, seven of the top twelve teams in the country from the SEC. Not too shabby, not too shabby. Um, let's talk about Ole Miss for a second. They got the kid Ely, the uh the five star running back, or four star, depending on what service, number fifty-seven player in the country. He is committed to Ole Miss. He's from Jackson, Mississippi, so it's not super surprising. What is surprising is that he may never suit up for Ole Miss. He is projected to be a first round Major League Baseball draft pick. And they're they're promoting him at number eight, I think. They they project him at number eight, which would be to the Texas Rangers. After what happened this year with Kyler Murray, there is no circumstance that I can foresee where a baseball team or a baseball franchise would allow one of their draft picks to play college football if he is not completely and 100% dedicated to playing baseball. Kyler Murray gets drafted first round. He says, I only want to play one year. Just give me one year, and then I'll report. And now it's—and I understand he won a Heisman Trophy, so it's a little bit different, but he wanted one year to be the starting quarterback at Oklahoma— to go out and and fulfill his dream or whatever, Ely's not going to have that. Like, he he won't be playing baseball. If if he goes to Ole Miss, he plays football and baseball. If he gets drafted first round, Major League Baseball, he's going straight into the minor league. He's getting a huge signing bonus, etc. But they are not giving him the same out that the 80s gave Kyler Murray. It's it's just not gonna happen. So I am I'm interested to see because he is the top rated player that Ole Miss has. I don't know what's going to happen after that. It I don't know that he plays for Ole Miss this season. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, Alabama finished strong. They got three five-stars. Georgia got five five-stars. Alabama got 23 four-stars. They only signed one three-star prospect, and it was the number one kicker in the country. Georgia a huge class again. Their overall points, 308.98 per 247. Alabama was, was 317. Those are the only two teams in the country that broke 300. Texas is all the way down at 287, and they are number three in the country. A little bit surprising. A&M, 285. LSU, 284. Oklahoma, 279, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this was a, a – the way that things finished was a lot different than what it looked like back in December. USC finished uh, relatively strong. They are at number 20, Uh, but goodness, that is just an awful class for a a program that is used to top five, top ten finishes, right? Not that it's helped them a whole lot, but, man, the coaching turnover and whatnot there really took it out on that program, really took it out. Uh, Overall, I mean, fun day. There's not as much buzz for the February signing day as, as the December one now. And I don't know that anybody saw that coming. I thought that more big-time prospects would still wait until February. But I get the feeling that a lot of guys are just ready for the recruiting process to be done. And that way they sign in December. A lot of these guys go on and enroll. I mean, Alabama had 20-some-odd guys uh, committed and signed in December. And 15 of them are already enrolled and on campus going to, going to class. Like, when I was in high school, I could not have even thought about doing that. It, it, leaving a semester early to go on and go to college and start getting in the weight training program? Like, these guys are basically professionals, and it happens everywhere, right? It's, it happens all over the place now. The earlier you can get them into school, the easier it is. I mean, yeah, you, you see what happened, like, with Jalen Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts graduated in, in two and a half years. I mean, that's crazy. A full football schedule... And you graduate in two and a half years. I mean, it's it's nuts. Uh, so let's go on and jump off that. Let's jump into the college basketball picks. Went four and three last night. So back on the winning side of things. Uh, I got seven of them for you again tonight. I've got three sides and I got four totals. Let's fire away. First off, Baylor plus three at Texas. I don't understand how Baylor is the underdog. This line has not moved at all. Uh... But Baylor is on an absolute tear right now. Texas, they got the big win at home over Kansas. Kansas does not play well on the road. We all know that, right? I mean, they're they're now 1-6 and six on the road, I believe, because uh, they lost at Texas, and then they lost last night at Kansas State. I, I'm telling you, Kansas on the road, not very good. Baylor, however, they have been tearing people apart. So I'm going Baylor plus three here. I like the little added uh, fluff there with the plus three. I'll probably sprinkle a little bit on the money line on that one. Maryland, plus two. uh, I like them at, um, I I don't even remember who Minnesota or who Maryland's playing. Uh, Oh, Nebraska. They're playing at Nebraska. Maryland uh, is a better basketball team than Nebraska. Nebraska lost one of their glue pieces and has not played with any confidence since then. I understand that they have a nice record at home, but Nebraska without Isaac is awful. At Not awful, just not up to top-level Big Ten standards, and Maryland is a top-level Big Ten team. Maryland plus two, again, I like the fluff of the two points. I'm also going to sprinkle some on the money line on that one. The last side of the night, I'm taking UC Santa Barbara minus eight and a half at home against UC Irvine. Santa Barbara, better basketball team, way better basketball team. Uh, minus eight and a half. My line says it should be minus twelve, so I got three and a half points to play with there. I'm all over that one. Now I'm going over 128 on Fordham against Massachusetts. Uh, one, to, it was at 132 and a half. It dropped 4.5 points today. My numbers say it should be around 134. Uh, Both of these teams have hit unders a lot here recently. And if you're just looking at that, then that's one thing. But they're hitting unders that are like 145 and 140 and stuff like that. Not unders of 132. So the trend doesn't necessarily equal the points here. So I'm going over the 128. I'm going under 136.5 for VCU and George Washington. I think this could get a little bit lopsided. I think VCU could, you know, blow not blow them out, but beat them by 10, 12, 14, something like that, roundabout. Uh, and if they do, I don't look for George Washington to score any more than, like, 50-some-odd points, right? 55, 54, 56, you know, somewhere around there. So, even at that point, if you've got, like, a 70-55 to 55 win, <coughs> excuse me, Um then you're covering. You're you're good to go on that. Uh, I'm going over 125.5 for Southern Illinois and Missouri State. Uh, Again, the line dropped like 4.5 points today. Uh, 125.5, I mean, good gracious, you're talking 65-64 gets you the cover. Nothing. Nothing. So, uh, last one, I'm going under 157 for Nevada against Colorado State. Colorado State is not a good team. They do not score well, even if Nevada were to put up 70, 80 points, which they have not been scoring as well as of late, especially on the road. 157 is a lot of points, and I don't look for both of those teams to put up points. I'm going under 157 on that one. Um, whew, it has been a long day. I'm going home. I'll see you guys next week.